Hello, and welcome to Enough Wicker, a podcast where we each wear buttons that say terrific lady as we discuss the greatest television show of all time, The Golden Girls. I'm Lauren. And I'm Sarah. And today we're tackling the 75th episode in the series, Mr. Terrific. I wish I actually had a terrific lady button. <laughs> I, yeah, well, if you did, I would be like, why aren't you wearing it? <laughs> So what's really, <laughs> what's really funny is I, like, started this episode being like, you know, this one gets a lot of hate. And I was like, but if you think about it, you know, like, the concept is almost like Mrs. Doubtfire-y. Like, it's like, you know, public television show kind of thing. Not Mrs. Doubtfire and, like, this deception right. issue, but, like costumes and like a public television tv show that gets a, a makeover and all of these like weird little figurines and i don't know kolak is sort of like mork and mindy there's a lot yeah. of robin Williams just like brought that up and i was like that's kind of fun and then by the end of it i was like this is the first time that i've rewatched a golden girls for this particular podcast where i actually was like this is worse than i remembered i agree i would like so i feel like when people i think this is like Neck and neck with Empty Nest. For, absolutely. Like, fans least favorite. Absolutely. And I've always been like, eh. you know, I never, I don't remember it standing out either way of like bad or whatever. It, yeah, it's not good. It's like, <laughs> and it, it has all the pieces to be, you know, like I love a kid's public television absolutely. show. To be honest, Dorothy's job, like a consultant is like my dream job. On, absolutely. Like, a kid's public TV show. Um, but he's just so off-putting and it. Like, Rose is so, like, puppy doggy. It's all just, like, and the bed story is so weak. Like, yeah, I, I agree. I came out being like, all right, people are right. <laughs> it's really fascinating. I think what's funny, so I looked up, like, Kathy Spear and Terry Grossman wrote this episode. Mm. They also wrote Old Friends, like, an excellent episode. Like, the yeah. first one of the season. So it's, you know, you win some, you lose some, which is yeah. interesting. Um, I just, I, I felt for the writers just because I was like, oh, man, like, I guess you tried. And I wanted to just see if it was, like, a one-off. But these are, like, co-producers right. of the show. You know, I mean, this is, like, a, a normal thing. So it, it's... I think the when you were saying of Rose being so puppy doggish, and we will absolutely get into and eviscerate the character of Mr. Terrific um, shortly, but part of why I think this doesn't work and it is off-putting is that he's the absolute main character. Yeah. He's the protagonist, as opposed to almost every other episode that has some sort of guest star for the one moment, particularly a romantic interest. Mm hmm they're never the protagonist. They're never, they sometimes go through, you know, like uh, a change and, yeah. and you know, uh, adapt as a character. But like, Rose doesn't learn anything. No. Dorothy doesn't particularly learn anything. Obviously, Blanche is, I mean, they're just like not even, you know, the, yeah. the Blanche bed thing is like very, very weak. It's like an anecdote. It's not even a story. Yeah. And I think that's the problem. I think like we don't ever, Rose never gets to be the star, even though it's technically like her experience mm -hmm. with this guy he's the star yeah and, and he, he sucks he sucks right i think you know like if this were miles or honestly even rita moreno in my opinion like it, it's yeah. more enjoyable to watch somebody who's this guy like absolutely he's like a he's just like a douche he's like an egomaniac he's like really weird <laughs> he is super controlling yes. like he's got no redeeming qualities and so i think that even like, you're saying, like, if this were focused on him, but he were better or more likable or something, maybe it wouldn't be as Or, if bad. it was focused on him as it is, and he actually got comeuppance. Right. Like, in the Barbara Thorndike, right? Like, right. you could say, like, you could make, I mean, Dorothy, again, 
if you actually measured the dialogue levels, I bet it would be more Dorothy than Barbara. Yeah. But I think here it's like way more Mr. Terrific than Rose. But like she gets comeuppance at the end. Right. She is actually an antagonist who like the, the storyline flows properly. Right. Whereas he is not a protagonist, he's an antagonist. And then he's like rewarded at the end. Yeah, and there's no like the storyline is that Dorothy wants to change the show and he doesn't want any changes. So he's wrong like Correct. And then he just gets to keep going. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. It's super flat. It's just like it's really you know, the people aren't wrong. I, I don't even the people are not wrong. I don't even I don't even think it's flat. I think it's like a roller coaster of like bad. Yeah. It's just, because <laughs> because like even if I don't know. Let, let's start let's start at the top here. Okay. So With the switch hitters. Eighty <laughs> percent of women off front time are switch hitters. We wish. <laughs> <laughs> Totally. But I will say the cookie in the mouth that uh, so is incredible. Always a good always a good move whenever Dorothy like silences Sophia and like, that's, physically. Yeah. That and we, we we're gonna see more of that moving forward, but like the physicality yeah. of like that gag is so wonderful. And you can see like why they did a story about Blanche's bed, like put in the Smithsonian. Yes. That that was actually the best line of the yeah. whole thing. You know yeah. what I mean? Or like the you know how much where can you actually give a bed in three weeks? I'm like Ooh. yeah, but it sets it up to be a really good beast or you yes. know like a funny thing and like it's interwoven. There's some funny jokes, but yeah. like just not. It doesn't rise to the occasion. Correct. Yeah. Exactly. And it's definitely like we've seen that kind of scam thing before, mm-hmm. like social security and like you know cars and other just like kind of like twisty things with money and yeah. you're like, okay, we've done this before. It is another piece though where I feel like our attitudes toward capitalism collectively <laughs> like, have moved so much that I'd be like, fuck that company, keep the bed. You know, absolutely, like, like, absolutely. It. Unless it's like a local furniture maker, of course. But if it's like Rainborn Plan again, keep it. <laughs> You're you know, so that's right. You're so right. Exactly. <laughs> oh my god. But even like, so yeah. So I mean, basically, what? That's, that's the it. only. <laughs> that's it. That's the only thing we could like cover off on the B story here. The only other thing. Um, <laughs> there are two two lines actually. One is where she's like, every time I come into bed, I feel guilty. So take down the video equipment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's really great. And then the part where, which I have a question for you, is that. When when they make a reference to that enormous mm-hmm. thing in her bedroom, <laughs> and they're oh. like, "Didn't she? I thought she stopped seeing him." Is that a fat joke or a dick joke? Oh, I thought it was a fat joke. Interesting, because I thought it was a dick joke. <laughs> Interesting, but I I think you're That's right. That's better. I, I prefer that. Correct. I I think I think you're right in that it's a fat joke, um, which is disappointing. Yeah. But I was like. Actually, that could be read either way. I it's could. Really interesting. Wow. Particularly with the bedroom place. True. So. But I feel like with Rose, mm-hmm. she's not peeping a whole lot of dick pics. <laughs> that's that's very true. That's very true. I don't know. Maybe he was Mr. September. Maybe. That's true. <laughs> so, but they're also... So, yeah. There's, there's a couple things that are weird. So, in that whole scene where she's, like, talking about Mr. Terrific and, like, Blanche has this whole thing of like, oh, I thought I met Mr. Terrific and there was a Mrs. Mr. Yeah, and then Dr. I dodged Mr. a Mr. Vaz and I'm like, oh, that's just such a weak joke. Yeah. That feels that feels like a writer's room like first pass joke where we're like, okay, well, let's let's work on that. It could be in any sitcom. I think that's the thing is like when I feel like this show falls short, which is not often, it's like there's nothing unique about yeah, it. Yeah, it's like that could really just be anyone's story about yeah, having it's like everybody, everybody, everybody loves Raymond. Yeah. <laughs> you're right, you're right. Um, 
I also love that, like, he signed a permanent autograph until tonight. You're like, wait, what? I know. <laughs> Even, like, from the beginning, you're like, this guy back in I know, exactly. Oh my gosh, it's ridiculous. But yeah, so, then we have the scene, which I think is interesting, because there's a, there's a weird angle of Dorothy walking in that's, like, immediately to the right of the door, if you're, like, walking in the... Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we never have, like, a camera over there. It's really strange. You're like, I don't know why we need this angle for uh, walking in the door, but... She comes in and again, we've talked about this before, like, with the clown train, we're like, never been more depressed in my life. I'm severely depressed because my job is arts and crafts. I'm just severely depressed. Okay, um, Dorothy, you're a fucking substitute teacher, man. It's a summer Close camp. Yeah. What do you think it's going to be? You don't like little kids? Like, what's going on? I mean, it's it's it was just very, it's so dramatic. It and is. again, like... That, I just don't think that writing was strong enough. She could be severely depressed about something else. Maybe a job fell through. Yeah. Or maybe, like, she is, like, on janitor duty. I don't know. Like, yeah. something that actually warrants this, like, major, like, what the hell. And it's right. it's really strange, too, because you're just like, okay, are you also going to ditch that job? You know, you're what? interviewing at a summer camp. What do you think the role is? I, like, what I do you think kids are doing at summer camp? Totally. It's very, very strange. And then... So, okay, so he's, you know, he offers her this role thing, which I is a good connection that there's, yeah, like, this, great you job. know. Yeah, And, you know, he's new to the to the crew, so, like, she wouldn't have heard about it otherwise. Yeah. I get it. But it's just then we go with the, like, the only interesting job, really interesting job on the show is being me. And then, one, it's a weird, it's a cocky line that red kind flag. of comes out of nowhere. Big red flag. Holy shit. But the thing that's funny is that, like, no one really reacts to it. I know. Well, I because think you don't that know what to do with it. Yeah, and I think it's also because he's so weird <laughs> that they're like, okay, you know, like if you meet your friend, like some of your friends dating, and he were to say something like that, you'd be like, you know, like Whoopi Goldberg, okay, like it's totally. Like, it's like, ugh. and also, um, he just has such a bizarre. First of all, his hairline is like it's very like, bonkers. Yeah, yeah, but he just throws everything off. He does. From the very and it's beginning. From the very be- beginning. But like, yeah, they don't react to him uh, saying that line much. The audience doesn't either. And that's where I think the writing gets tripped up. Because then later, or very soon after, like, where, you know, Dorothy's about to be like, that would be, and he's like, terrific. And like, there's nothing after that. There's no. nothing after that. There's no line. And like, Dorothy sort of has like a physical wince of like, yeah, that's what I was going to say. The audience doesn't do anything. It is weird. It yeah. hangs there in the air. It kind of feels like the Mr. Vaz joke where it's like, we're expecting another much funnier retort yeah. from this show and nothing happens. And that happens again when Sophia's like, that's a slogan, Looks at, look everyone, it's Mr. Terrific. And like, that could be a real like dunk, you know, but it doesn't. Right, but like I said, it's a first pass. It feels like a very quick thing where it's like, you still need to workshop this, which is so fascinating to me. Because it's like, you're right. It it very is like generic sitcom and like, you're like, oh, terrific. Ha 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 ha, laugh track button. Yeah. Right? Like you would push that. Because we're getting towards the end of the season. I know. Yeah, they're just like, like, oh, I want to be on vacation already. Yeah, Um, enough is enough. It's really interesting. But but yeah, I, I think... That whole scene is odd because, like, it's the it's him being a weird character. It's him being kind of a weird actor and, like, delivering the lines very yeah. strangely. Um, which, again, not faulting the guy because the character is supposed to be weird. But then the rest of them don't all come in to sort of save it. Yeah, and I think the other big thing is, like, 
I'm not rooting for him. No. So when he gets his show back, I'm like... I don't want him to. No. So I think, yeah, it's just very... Um, it, it never really comes together. And it's weird because I think we just came off a really strong block of episodes. But then it's like Rose's Big Adventure, which I don't really like. I think it's kind of meh. And then there's Mixed Blessings, which we, you know, really talked about. And then there's this but one. That, but that like, writing is still way more powerful way better, than right. anything it's here. It's like up in... I don't know. This just feels very like meh. Yeah, it's really it's really strange. And I so then okay then it kind of starts strangely. We go into the part that seems like it would be fun, which is the actual like net of the uh, studio mm-hmm. where they're actually filming things, and you're like, okay, it's goofy kids show time, like you said, dream job, like whatever of like weird kind of public accessy maybe Love public it. television whatever. There's Kolak, who's like this weird like puppet that looks like the Chef Boyardee. Like. <laughs> yeah, it is very Mork and Mindy-ish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of funny. Um, yeah, Mork and Mindy-ish. But then it's like, there's again these like cheap jokes of like weird straight guys like Angie Gigi Dickinson, Dickinson is hot. Yeah. And then immediately then we go into like the, no, I really think you're old. That line and that character does not feel like the Golden Girls at all. Mm-mm, I that agree. That felt like it was picked out of a different show. And it, it totally threw me off. Yeah. Totally threw me off. You could almost see how this could be, like, a really bad backdoor pilot. You know, like, for the yes. Mr. Dirt. And I I don't think that it was or anything, but, like... <laughs> Thank God. Yeah. Especially since Star Thing Nobody is terrible, it. but it's yeah. better than 30-something. Exactly. <laughs> but, like, yeah, it's not... They're barely in it, kind of. It's, like... Yeah, I, good. I, I think it's so interesting to compare this, like you said before, to uh, Empty Nest, because, like... It, <laughs> I prefer emptiness to this. I do too, because it's more enjoyable. And I mean, obviously, it beget a a whole show. Right. And this, there's no way here. But it's really disjointed. And I I really do think it's connected to the fact that to have a good story, you actually have to have progress. And the characters have to learn something. And if you don't care about a character, they have to get their comeuppance. Right. And nothing like that happens here. And And it's really bizarre. Even with Barbara Thorndike... While it's, like, contempt or something, like, she does evoke emotion, you know? Like, she's a... And she's a good actor. Like, she stands up to B. Arthur. Like She's a good villain. Yeah. This guy's just, like, so... He's got nothing. And also, like, there's no plot point. Like, Dorothy suggests changes, so she's the villain for trying to make this show better? Which is her job. Right. (laughs) And then he reacts in a totally illogical way, and he's, like, quitting his job, but he's still at this bar, and it's whole fucking costume oh my god dude all right i also have to be very like his his delivery and stuff uh he says immediately first of all the word is immediately okay no wonder you need an education consultant you can't teach the right thing (laughs) i just have to gripe about that but like you mentioned and we alluded to before (laughs) in the very beginning is like he's kind of abusive and controlling about this fucking terrific lady button. And then Rose rolls over and she goes, oh, sorry. I know. And he's like, why aren't you wearing the button? I really didn't like that. Oh, I didn't, I didn't like it either. It's like a thing that stuck out to me when I was recalling this. But like, yuck. And That's a huge red flag too of like, what is he like in real life? But what we're missing here is, I mean, the, the closest we get to... What we're missing here is the friends saying like, yo, Rose, this isn't right. Yeah. And... 
the closest we get to that, which I also think is very funny, is when she goes, I'm nuts about that guy. And she'd go, you have to be. Yeah. And she's like not, she's like looking at a clipboard and she's very unaffected by it versus like the reaction that we're having, which is like, you should tell her point blank. Yeah. This is bad. Well, I think that the terrific lady delivery is maybe unintentionally controlling because I think he's supposed to just be weird and eccentric in an unlikable way. And like, so... It's it kind of like what we were. Like no, that. it doesn't. But it's sort of like what we were saying about. Um, I don't know. One of the other abusive boyfriends. It's like at some point, you have to tell your friends if you feel like they're in danger. But if yes. you just don't like them, right? Like if you just think this guy's weird, there's not really a reason, you know. So I think. But that's what's insidious, though, because as yeah. we see at the end, there are real. But he's got some very real, real issues. Real issues and real consequences right. that are actually really disturbing. Well, I'm getting ahead of myself, but still it's like I think um I think it's because it, it's because it's a sitcom and because it's in such a short period of time, we need to be more direct to the audience yeah. of like is he just eccentric but harmless? Is he eccentric and dangerous? Right. Or is he like, you know, like, what is his path? Yeah. What is he going to learn? And why should we care? Right. And like, we don't, we don't get any of that. No. We don't get any of that. And we just get Rose like rolling over, like you said, like even, so you mentioned the, the bar scene. Yeah. So they have this whole, uh, like weird clunker of a line after they have this conversation where some guy goes, who was that nut? And he goes, I don't know. Mr. Terrific usually comes in alone. Yeah. I mean, they... They don't even have her do anything Rose-like. Like, they don't have, like, any other episode of this show, they would have her do some weird St. Olaf story or, like, have a misunderstanding or, like, something very cute and Rose-ish. And then that line would pay off way more. But again, it just feels lazy. It's so... It was shocking to me. That yeah. whole scene was like, she has nothing. He just, he just, she's like Manic Pixie Dream Girl. Yeah. She exists in this episode <laughs> to further his uh, sort of ends, even though he doesn't even get there. There's nothing that, like, he learns or anything. He doesn't yeah. change. I mean, this whole episode is severely lacking, I think, in any of the sort of, like, quintessential moments. There's, like, the yes. Benito the Hood thing, which I... I get like you know who, first of all whoever does the Sonia Kling and Hopper comic should also do Benito <laughs> yes exactly um, exactly but like that's the I mean it, it, I, from my notes like that's the only piece that really felt very like unique to the Golden Girls you know yes, like, everything yes. else like every other thing like every sitcom has like a slut so like that would always be the person whose bed is like you know mentioned it and like i literally as we were literally recording this forgot about the bed story yeah like it could work <laughs> it, you know like that's fine i would allow that as a b story if it was a little yeah. bit more flushed out and also like if the a story was better um but yeah it's not i don't know and then when dorothy hosts the show and the little puppet is like oh my god abusive yeah and like flashes her? I mean, what? What is that? And then she's like, they're killing me out there. And he's like, no, no, no. I was like, what? What is going on here? Yeah. Like, there's there's a lot of very odd... I mean, that's... Ah, uh, it's like so abusive and then you can't even recover from that incident because what's-his-name fucking crazy dude is out on the ledge and then Rose climbs out there with him all the while... I guess Dorothy's not supposed to know that this is a publicity stunt. Right. And Rose isn't even supposed to know. 
And, like, Dorothy's reaction is, like, absolutely not what it should be for Rose seemingly dying in the arms no. of a suicidal maniac. She gets a maniac. little, like, what do you do? You know, she does have a little bit of an urgency when Rose... In the beginning, but I'm saying when she actually jumps. Yeah, it's no. fucking crazy. And then there's, like, um, the Squeaky From reference, which I love. I love it, Charles Manson. Yeah, yeah, totally. But he's the guy who tried to assess. I mean, she's the guy to tried to assassinate Ford, right? Yeah. Yeah. And oh my gosh. A, um, you know, she wild. Has a long resume. Yes, exactly. It's a lot going on. Um, Lex Luthor. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. God. The ledge. I mean, we should. I let's unpack that. On that because, like, it it's so bad. Like, it's so bad from the very beginning. First of all, he's out there. It's like he's gonna jump type of thing, and then. He... It's like, first you think he's going to jump from sorrow. Right. Dark. Yes. And also, like, not... I don't know. Don't put that in a sitcom without, like, really... But then, but then it turns it turns from sorrow into, oh, he's actually not right in the head because he thinks he can fly? Right. And then Rose is, like, trying to psychologically... Like, like, manipulate him, like, you wouldn't jump with me, would you? And, like, actually, to your point of, like, Dorothy being really fierce of, like, she actually, in the very beginning, is like, don't don't argue with him, Rose. Like, yeah. she's actually doing, like, the whole, like, negotiating yeah. with a suicidal person. But then it turns really quickly. Mm-hmm. And then it gets really bizarre. And then at the end, they're like, ha oh, what a good laugh and a publicity stunt. Literally? Is that the publicity stunt for your children's television show? Right. Like, what is going on, guys? First of all, where are you getting this money from a public TV oh show? Oh my god. Like, rigged I, up to a building. But like, second of all, like, oof. Rose being like, well, I knew I was safe. Like, he would never drop me. Bad. Oh, god. Then be- Dorothy even being like, I'm glad the publicity stunt worked. Bad. Like, doesn't. Nobody would say that. They'd be like, get this fucking guy out of the house. He's crazy. And, like, no, again, nobody learns anything. Like, no. the, 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 the only. Like, the satisfaction mm-hmm. is that this crazy dude gets his own show back. Right. And But he doesn't earn it. No. In any way. It's, nothing is redeeming at all. Um, I do I also, like the line when she's like, Freud is a way to cook chicken. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. That's great. I was going to say, I love that the stunt double, double is, like, literally not even close to being him. <laughs> and it's, like, a guy that's even older. Yeah. <laughs> somehow. Yeah. I was like, I'm really, I'm impressed with that stunt double guy. Yeah. <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> flying. Bad. So yeah, I just uh it's really interesting that like this is <laughs> it's just kind of a nothing ending. It, yeah. And it makes me irritated. It's a nothing episode. <laughs> I know, it's really fascinating. Although it is it is funny, I, I must comment that she says a butt uh Sophia says a butt like Baryshnikov mm-hmm. and they use the butt muscles of Baryshnikov in the artist. Yeah. Remember where yep. she's like talking about the whoopee cushion? Yeah. I was like, oh my god, it's the same thing of like like you, uh, you know, we we keep hearing about like the sexual peak. It's yeah, like, that like, must this... be like there must be some sort of Cosmo article. I know, and like Baryshnikov like, is just the the it guy right um, now. And I do think it's funny at the very end when Mister Policeman comes in and Blanche is like, hey, you know, like I'm so racked with guilt, like blah blah. blah. That is funny. Slap the yeah, cuffs on me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's just it, but it to me it also warrants the kind of like womp womp. It's just yeah. like. Okay, what a way to cap it's it. It's like Benny Hill, like he's in the cop, you know, from like running in the Yes, exactly. Oh my God. And just a perfect abusive pervert, I'm sure. Just yeah. like everybody else. Oh my God. It's yeah. insane. So, but yeah, anyway, Mr. Terrific, what a bummer. Uh, yeah. It's really, it's, it, it was, it was kind of like satisfying in a way to just be like, oh wow, okay, like this really does cement it in yeah. my head. And like, I am firmly behind the fact that this is worse than emptiness. Me too. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Indeed. As I'm sure Matt Browning would too. Yes.
All right, well, that wraps it up. Join us next time where we discuss, among other things, the artwork of Adolf Hitler, Blanche's true age, and the sexual appeal of the Woody, Wood Woody the Woodpecker tattoos. <laughs> Take care, everybody.